Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading Brothers Grimm. And the story from Brothers Grimm that I'm going to read today is The Good Bargain. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, hey, hey. Try to read every day. But if not, don't worry. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to read to you. And that's my horn of like, yeah, yeah. I have sound effects. I just haven't looked into it. Actually, last episode, I put some music on there. What do you guys think? I'm going to keep doing it until I hear otherwise. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Day three. Three days in a row of reading. I'm back on the wagon, you guys. On the other way. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Also, recommend Ariana Elizabeth on YouTube for her yoga do the 21-day challenge. It will help out with consistency and doing things. Just do all those things. A balance. Uh, you know, a meditation app. Great. These are all cool uh, recommendations that were given to me the cool people and i um using them and i think they help out um if not again just do whatever feels natural and cool to you don't feel like you got to do all that stuff for me i like to have uh you know some type of uh schedule set up it makes me feel good it makes me feel purposeful and and it's the growth too you know like knowing that i'm starting right now not to be able to cross my legs and then seeing the slow transition uh, is beautiful and cool to me and it makes me you know be like hey this is what I'm doing all this stuff for um okay all that other stuff is you know whatever let's get this book started let's get this story started you like the music the good bargain a farmer drove his cow to the market and sold it for seven tailors on his way home he had to pass a pound pond and even though he was a good distance from the pond he was able to hear the frogs croaking yeah 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 what nonsense he said to himself i've got seven tailors in the bargain in the bar bargain not eight when he reached the water he called out to the frogs you're nothing but stupid creatures. That's what you are. Don't you know any better than that? It was seven tailors, not eight. But the frog held there. Eight. 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 Well, if you don't won't believe me, I can count them out in front of you. And he took the money out of his pocket and counted the seven tailors. Twenty-four groschen to the tailor. But the frogs paid no attention to his calculations and kept on croaking. Hey, hey, hey. That does it, the farmer exclaimed quite angrily. If you think you know everything, count it yourself. He tossed the money right at them and it landed in the water. He remained standing there and intended to wait until they were finished counting and had returned his money to him. Yet the frog continued to be stubborn and kept on croaking. Ain't, 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 ain't. Nor did they return the money to him. He waited for quite some time until finally it became dark and he had to go home. Now he cursed the frogs, called out to them. 
water splashers, thick heads, Google eyes. The only thing you can do with your big mouth is make is to make loud sounds and hurt people's ears. But you can't count seven tailors. Do you think you can keep me waiting forever? Upon saying this, he went away, but the frog, the frogs kept on croaking. Ain't, 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 ain't. After him, and he was in a very bad mood. When he got home, after some time, he brought another cow. And when he had slaughtered it, he calculated that if he could get a good price for the meat, he could earn as much as the two cows were worth together and still have the hide left in the bargain. When he got to the city with the meat, he encountered a whole pack of dogs outside the gate. At the head of the pack was a big greyhound who jumped around the meat and kept sniffing and barking. Woof, 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 woof. Since the dog would not stop barking, the farmer said to him, All right, I understand. You're saying woof, 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 because you want a whiff of the meat. But I'd be a fine pickle if I gave it to you. The dog's only response was woof, woof. Will you promise not to eat it to vouch for your companions over there? Will you promise not to eat it and to vouch for your companions over there? Woof, woof, said the dog. Well, if you insist, you can have it. After all, I know you and I and I know your master. But let me tell you one thing. I want my money in three days. Or else you'll be in for some trouble. You can just bring it out to my place. Thereupon, he set the meat on the ground and turned back home. The dog scrambled for the meat and barked loudly. Woof! Woof! When the farmer heard this from afar, he said to himself, Just listen. Now they all want some of the meat. But I'll hold the, that big dog responsible for whatever happens. After three days had passed, the farmer thought, Tonight you'll have the money in your pocket. And he was quite delighted. However, nobody came and nobody paid him. You just can't depend on anyone anymore, he said. Finally, his patience gave out. And he went to the butcher in the city and demanded his money. The butcher thought he was joking, but the farmer said, it's no joke. I want my money. Didn't that big dog bring you all the meat from the cow I slaughtered three days ago? This remark made the butcher angry, and he grabbed a broomstick and drove the farmer out of his shop. Just wait, the farmer yelled. There's still some justice in the world. Now he went to the royal castle and requested an audience. So he was led before the king, who was sitting there with his daughter. And the king asked the farmer what wrong had been committed against him. Ah, uh, he said, the frogs and the dogs have taken things that rightfully belong to me. And the butcher paid me for some of it with a broomstick. Then he proceeded to tell them in a great detail everything that had happened. The king's daughter burst out laughing and the king said to him, I can't provide you with justice in this case, but you shall have my daughter for your wife. This is your first time 
in this is the first time in her life that she laughed like this you'd and you're the case the cause you can thank god for your good fortune because i promised to give her to whoever might make her laugh oh no responded the farmer i definitely don't want her i've already got one wife at home and she's much too much for me whenever i come home it seems as if i have a wife standing in every corner then the king got angry and said what a stupid boy ah your majesty what else can you expect from an ox but beef the farmer replied wait the king declared i shall give you another reward but for the time being i want you to i want you out of here come back in three days i'll pay you five hundred dollars in in full measure as the farmer was going through the gate the the centenary said the king must have given you a really fine reward since you made his daughter laugh well, well i should think so answered the farmer i'm going to get 500 listen the soldier said give me some of it what can you do with all that money well since it's you the farmer said i'll give you 200 report to king in three days and let them pay it out to you a Jew had been standing nearby and had overheard the conversation. He ran after the farmer, seized him by the coattails, and said, Wonder of God, what a lucky fellow you are. Let me change the money for you. I'll give you small coins for it. What do you want with those hard tailors? Oh, this is racist, y'all. I'm not going to say the, the, the word, you know. But the farmer said, I'll give you 300 but... I want, I want the coins right now. In three days, you can be the king and he will give you my payment. The Jew was happy about the little profit he was making and gave him the sum in bra and bad portion, three of which were worth two good ones. After the three days had passed, the farmer followed the king's orders and ordered and appeared before the king who said, take off his coat. He shall receive his 500. Oh, the farmer said, they don't belong to me anymore. I've given away 200 to the centenary and the Jew changed 300 for me. According to the law, there's nothing due to me anymore. Meanwhile, the soldier and the Jew had returned and demanded what they had won from the farmer. Indeed, they were soon delated their just measures of blows the soldiers bore the lashing patiently for he already knew how to whip how the whip tasted but the jew reacted terribly oh ow it hurts are these the hard tellers the king could not help laughing at what the farmer had done and when all his anger had vanished he said since you lost your reward before you even received it I'm going to make it up to you. Go into my treasury chamber and take as much money as you want. The farmer did not have to be asked twice and he filled his large pockets with whatever he could fit, could possibly fit. Afterwards, he went to the tar tavern and began counting his money. The Jew had sneaked after him and heard him muttering to himself, well, that scoundrel of a king really cheated me. If he had have doled out the money himself, I'd know exactly what I have. Now, since I had to stuff my pocket any way I could, I don't know whether I've got the right amount. God help us, the Jew said to himself. 
He's speaking disrespectfully about our king. I'm going to run and report him. Then I'll get a reward and he'll be punished in the bargain. When the king heard about the farmer's remarks, he infuted and ordered the Jew to go and fetch the slanderer. The Jew ran to the farmer and said, Our Majesty the King wants you to report to him at once, just as you are. That's not proper, and I know better, said the farmer. First, I'll have a new coat made for me. Do you think that a man who, ha who has so much money like me should appear before the king in old tattered coat? When the Jew realized that the farmer would not budge without another coat, he feared the king's anger when subsided and this would prevent him from getting his reward and the farmer would also go unpunished i'll lend you my beautiful coat he said it's just for a short time and out of friendship just think of how much one will do out of kindness the farmer was pleased by the offer so he put the, the jew's coat and departed with him now the king reprimanded the farmer for his bad remarks which the jew had com conveyed to him behind the farmer's back come now said the farmer jews always tell lies there is not a word of truth that comes out of his mouth why this fellow's even capable of claiming that i'm wearing his coat what's this the jew screamed that's my coat i lent it to you out of sheer friendship so you would appear before the king when the king heard th that, he said, the Jew has certainly deceived someone, either me or the farmer. So he had the Jew given his due again in hard tellers. Meanwhile, the farmer went home in the good coat with good money in his pocket and said, this time I made a good bargain. Wow. Brothers Grimm did not know they were so anti-Semitic, but am I very surprised? Not at all, because from what I heard, they're also, you know, pretty racist in general. And also, you know, take stories from other people. I um, I never know what I'm going into when I read these books uh, and read these stories. They're always like off the cuff. So, you know, sucks, yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible when you have to like, instead of, you know, there's farmers. They said the farmer. There was soldiers, right? There's these, there's these job titles that someone can have um why do you have to call someone a jewish person by their you know race or religion and just call it out and have those types of um, stereotypes connected with them not appropriate uh i apologize for whoever i offended while i was reading this book i'm sorry about that um yeah yeah it's, it's uh it's also though you know let people hear my brothers grim if someone gets to hear this and listen and go, dang, that's what's in that book. This was in this book. This is a complete story of the Brothers Grimm. Uh, go, go, go check it out and see how deep the anti-Semitism is. And also, you know, keep looking and, and check out how just bias and prejudice our world is. And try your best to be uh, a cog, not a cog in the machine, you know, try to fight it. Try to push those uh, stereotypes and, and go towards love and, and not have any stereotypes towards everyone and treat everyone like you want to be treated and all that cool stuff. Uh, again, sorry for the end story. I, I'm going to post this still. Uh, yeah. Today's the day. Follow your dreams. Go fight anti-Semitism.
and racism in the patriarchy. All right. And capitalism and all the isms, you know, and just be yourself. I guess unless you're racist or a capitalist or a part of the isms, then uh, raise your consciousness. Not to be preachy, though. Reading with finest.